tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! What up, Mitch? Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! I'm good. (laughs) Jason, we just spent the whole weekend at Gallifrey One in Los Angeles. The whole weekend. The whole weekend. We just drove right back to Yuma after, was it six hour drive? Six, seven hour drive? Yeah, six ish. Six ish. And we just got right back into town. And what do we do? We're going to record about it. A podcast. Podcast time. Podcast time. So, how was your weekend? How did, how did you enjoy it? I had a lot of fun. Um, there was a lot to do. Um, third time there. Third time there. What I mean, anything different? Anything new? Anything that, you know, was stand out this time? Well, I mean, it was different in terms of I was... I actually had ribbons this time, and I got to pass them out. Yes, you know, <laughs> and, and like I said, it like people... Who weren't part of the convention came up to us and asked us what was the what was the deal with the ribbons. It really came to me right then. It was like <laughs> it really is just a way for nerds to be social, like force <laughs> each other to be social with each other and talk. Even though they're all there for the love of one thing, so they should have something to talk about. They still need a way to force them to talk to each other. I mean, it's 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 the the, the geek thing to do to. To trade, like, as if you're trading, like, magic cards or something. You know what? That's the funny thing you say, that. That's exactly the way they treated it. Like, if you go up to people that were trading ribbons, like, in the middle of the floor or the exhibit hall or wherever, you know, that's how they were treated. Like, oh, I have that one. Oh, I need that one, you know? And they just totally would just sit there and trade with each other. It was it was incredible, because this is the first year that I passed out ribbons, too. And that was it was just a weird phenomenon. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but but I I must be honest. For some reason, my shyness kicked in even more this year. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm usually not that shy. Like I could usually go up and just like you know, I, I think I could go up and trade ribbons. But this year, I don't know. Like I just really. I had all these ribbons. I think Mitch Mitch passed out most of them. He met, passed out most of everything. Yeah, I mean, I went through ribbons and stickers, and I just, I don't know, I just, it's just the, and usually I'm the one that's just like, I don't want to bother anybody, I don't want to talk to other people, I just want to do what I want to do, and get it done with, and have have the good time that I'm looking forward to, but I, it's just, I had the ribbons, I had the stickers, I was like, let's just, let's just see what the people have to say, and you know, more often than not, I couldn't believe how friendly people were. I just oh, yeah. thought that I, I really thought people would tell me to get lost. I did get a couple get lost, but it was, <laughs> it was most of the time it was people like even at at some point one <laughs> on the first day when I was giving out ribbons, I gave a ribbon to a guy and he's like, "Oh, would you like a Jelly Belly?" Because he didn't have ribbons to give back. I was like, "Uh, sure, why not?" And I mean, thinking that it's it's basically like a, a jelly <laughs> bear or jelly bean or, or it's actually more like a gummy bear than anything else but he he opened up a, a ziploc bag 
And he gave me, and he let me pick out a jelly bell. I'm like, oh, so that means other people have put their hands in this. <laughs> and, and this is totally me taking candy from a stranger. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, but I, I didn't die. You didn't. You're yes. Just, you're, uh. It might be slow acting poison. Uh, and that wasn't the first, that wasn't the last time that someone gave me a, a food treat on the floor for a ribbon. They gave me a, um, I also got a uh, homemade oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, which was a homemade pretty, one. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't bought. It wasn't store bought. She oh. had it in a Tupperware. She, I gave her a ribbon. She's like, "Oh, would you like a, a cookie too, or a cookie in, uh, instead of a ribbon?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" I didn't die from the jelly belly. <laughs> <laughs> jelly baby. So uh, yeah, let's, let's let's give this one a whirl. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Glad to see that you're still with us then. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if uh, all the alcohol that we consumed over this weekend oh, didn't kill me. That's true. <laughs> there wasn't going to be any food that was going to kill yeah. me. <laughs> we, did, we did drink quite a bit. Uh, yes, and uh, this episode, <laughs> unofficially brought to you by the Embassy Suites, well, they will get you drunk. <laughs> and if you can do it in the two-hour span of their manager special. Their manager's reception. It, it's amazing, though. I, I do. Anybody, if you've never stayed at an Embassy Suites, stay there. Because, one, you get a two-hour manager's reception, which gives you all-you-can-drink booze. So, like, for me, I usually just I stick to, to beer. And they only have the one option in their beer selection for the manager's reception, which is Coors Light, which is I'm okay with. It's, it's, a, it's a nice light beer. It's, it's not that bad. The third night, they decided to switch it up on me without telling me <laughs> and into an IPA, and that kicked me in the teeth <laughs> right away. But uh, yeah, it was um, it's a just, for beer selection. It's just the Coors Light, but for mixed drinks, they have they quite have a, a bit. Yeah, I I usually stick to my te- tequila sunrises, right? Because it's delish to me. I think most of the people that when I was in line, most people either got like a rum and coke. Or uh, whatever their house wine was, their Cabernet or their uh, White Zinfandel, I think. Yeah, it was. It was like you know they had their the regular like well drinks, right? That they have, and yeah, it was. To me, it's great, and like the, our our bartenders, they remembered us from last year. <laughs> from last year, <laughs> they did both of them. It was so funny. We walked up, and she's just like, "Wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> weren't you here like a year ago?" Like, yes, yes, we were. For the exact same reason, and we're glad you're giving us drinks again. (laughs) So, yeah, it's well worth the price of your hotel room. And then, also, you get a free hot breakfast buffet in the morning. Right, which we talked about this before. We we talked about this over the weekend. You go to other hotels, and for the exact same breakfast, you're going to pay 15 bucks for a, a, a breakfast buffet that's not really that great. But this one, you know, you're getting the food that you want for free, and it's not costing you anything, so... Man, it was decent food. I I liked it. It's good food. Eggs, hash brown, country potatoes, pancakes, pancakes, cereals, pastries, (laughs) fruits. Fruit, yeah. We should probably say the fruit. Maybe that's probably the reason why we we are the way we are. (laughs) They had fruit, too. But it's the it's the manager's reception. I think that's the the big seller. Exactly, that's free 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 liquor right I mean, there. Most people probably go up there. and They're like, oh, two hours. Okay, I'll get I'll get a drink, maybe two. 
No, Jason and I take it as a challenge. <laughs> we do. How many drinks can we get last, in this two hours? Last year, our record for the most drinks that we got within that two hours, you know, just, you know, every few minutes going up there and getting another drink. Last year, we made it a 13. This year, I challenged Mitch for us to break that record. And we did. We did. Saturday night, we broke it by two two drinks. Two drinks. We so made it to 15. 15. <laughs> And we were drunk. <laughs> we were really drunk. <laughs> so we made it back over to the convention. I had a few more drinks. Yeah, yeah, you did, mister. Like, I, I I, just, like, expected, you know, that to be it for the drinking. That to be it for the drinking. No. We walked over there to back to the convention to go waiting for karaoke. And all of a sudden, like, they have... The great thing about Gallifrey One is that... They have a bar that sets up after hours. Right. So we get there. We go down to the convention area. And all of a sudden, like, I'm heading for the karaoke. And Mitch makes a side turn to the bar. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I was like, what the heck? Well, you know, when you got that good buzz going, you know, I just, you just and you, don't, you know you're going to go the rest of the night. I was just like, well, I don't want it. I don't want it to end just yet. Let me, let me milk this out a little bit longer. Let me see what we can do. And then uh, uh, what, what happens is that we ended up, like, kind of cooling ourselves down because not, not too much was going on. We weren't involved in the masquerade. Yeah, we, 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 we decided not to go to the masquerade. We decided to skip it and just go wait in line to karaoke because that's what we've been wanting to do the whole time. And so we go and we find out that, oh, karaoke's not for, like, another two hours. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the night before and the night before that, they started at 9, but they decided, I guess they were going to start at 11 or 11.30 or whatever <laughs> that night. We were just like, all right, we're done waiting around. It was just, you know what it was? It was the threat of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, well, let's, now, to be to be fair, we're not really too familiar with the musical Hamilton. <laughs> But apparently everyone there was. Yes, everyone else was. The first night we, we tried to go to karaoke, it was already packed. And they were singing a lot of Hamilton songs that we were unfamiliar with. Every time they would sing another song, I was just like, what is this? Why do they all know it? Why are they singing along? And like everybody knew it and was singing along. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't know I'm, what's going I'm on. I'm like, what is it? It's, I'm like... I'm a gay. I should know musicals. <laughs> I don't know this one yet. It's, apparently, it hasn't hit the the Yuma scene yet. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> We're in that uh, cultural black hole, oh, over right? Here. <laughs> and like everybody was singing it. Everybody was singing along, having a good time, like singing to that song. And I'm like, I don't know this, so it's less fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then kid gets up there, and he uh, this kid is what. Eight? Yeah, seven to, or eight. eight yeah. To, yeah, somewhere seven to seven to nine age. And apparently the night before, he had got up there and rocked the mic and everybody went crazy. So when he got up there today, before he even started, or got up there that night, before he even started singing, people were going nuts. Like Mick Jagger had just got up <laughs> on the stage. I'm like, what is going on here? And he start, they start playing the song. And of course, it's one of, the, it's, it's another song from Hamilton. So they don't actually have, the words for to show up like most karaoke's would like most karaoke songs would, 
they just have the melody or just the, the backing music, you know. Uh, but he gets up there and he, it's a rap. <laughs> it's a rap. The little kid was rapping. The little kid rapped the whole thing, knew every single word, and just threw it down on the stage. <laughs> People were going crazy. Like, he did a really great job. He, like, did a fantastic job. I just, I was unfamiliar with the song. Yeah, I had no idea what, what it was. I had to, I had to, like, look, I had to, like, listen to his lyrics, and then I had to, like, look it up on, on my phone real quick, and sure enough, it was from Hamilton. So, we, we, this seat, being this is our third year going, and karaoke is a kind of a, a staple of this whole, of Gallifrey, like, not just for us, but, like, for everybody that goes, they, they really need to put it in a bigger room, mm-hmm. but they haven't yet, um, but... Everybody, everybody was in there. There's always the one table that's deemed the popular table <laughs> because they have several people in their table that are going to go up, and then they 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 maneuver it around on the list so that even though it's a different person's name, they're using they're bringing in a couple of their friends. So it seems like it's the same people every two two to three people. <laughs> they dominate. They, they do. Dominate. They do. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset about it, but I'm just saying. You see, it's the same people. So, it's the since Hamilton was apparently the thing this year, they would sing that every time they got a chance, <laughs> and it just went, you know, it, it just wasn't any fun for us because we didn't know anything of it. We don't know what Hamilton is, so we just like the rap was all about. I'm not gonna let my shot get away. <laughs> yeah. All I could think was uh, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton the getting duel. shot. Yeah, the duel <laughs> between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Right. So I was just like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's that's right, but I don't know. They loved it, so apparently, apparently, we have to uh, like research this Hamilton thing to <laughs> to see like the awesomeness. Cause I, apparently, it's an awesome thing because everybody was into it there. Everybody, everybody, everyone from age sixty to six—it was just <laughs> nuts how every, how crazy everybody went for that thing. I think I'll, I'll probably just end up waiting for the movie. <laughs> I imagine there's a movie out there going to be Eventually, eventually. I'm pretty sure. There has to be if it's so popular. So that's that's uh, mostly what the nightlife is there. Or you you know, there's a few conventions we went to. Or conventions. A few panels. Uh, most of the stuff happens during the daytime. We went and saw uh, John Hurt talk. John Hurt was amazing. John Hurt was pretty amazing. He got, you know, uh, for those who don't know who John Hurt is... What are you doing with your life? <laughs> right. First of where, all, where have you been? Where have you been since the seventies? You know, uh, he had an original role in uh, Alien. He was the gentleman that had the face or the chest burster come out of him. Uh, he was in. He's in the Harry Potter movies. He's yes. the the guy who Ollivander. Ollivander, the the wand keeper. Yeah. The wand, wand maker. Shot, the wand yeah. maker. Which he had a very cool, cool story about that. He did. <laughs> so for those who don't know, when he was in the first movie, the first Harry Potter movie, uh, uh, Warner Brothers didn't quite know how big the movie side of Harry Potter was. They already knew the book side was going to be pretty big, but they didn't know how big the movie side was. So they were, Warner Brothers as the studio wasn't there too much to uh, keep an eye on things, I guess, is what he, uh, the way John Hurt put it. So when he left for shooting, or when they wrapped his shooting, about four wands from the wand shop <laughs> ended up going missing, he said. He liberated them from the set. 
But when he came back for later films, after the movies had already blown up and, you know, we had the later books come out, um, they said he said that the set was so under lock and key that you couldn't get a script a scrap of paper off the set without someone checking you <laughs> checking you out and like giving you a full body cavity search so he couldn't get any 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 wands out that time which is funny <laughs> right i mean you know, I mean, just think about all the all the you know different stuff from different sets that you know actors probably take it's I don't, I don't see how, how it could be that big of a problem, but, you know, Warner Brothers wants to actually sell that stuff. Yeah. Or reuse it. Or put it in, like, little museums or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he he was also in V for Vendetta as the Chancellor. He was, uh... uh oh, and he's the War Doctor. That's the reason why he oh, was that's... here at the at, at, at Gallifrey. He's uh, the War Doctor in the Doctor Who 50th Anniversary Special, which I thought was an incredible role. I yes. thought he did he did incredible in that, so... Uh, having him come to Gallifrey One, you know, this is a man who's been knighted by the Queen. <laughs> he's been in huge blockbuster hits. You know, he's he's done stage, he's done TV, he's done movies, and he's in he's in Doctor Who. And he came to this convention. I mean, it is probably the biggest Doctor Who convention in the states. Yeah, I think Chicago TARDIS is probably right behind it. But other than that, it's it, it's a pretty big thing to have him there. I mean. Last year, the big guest was John Barrowman. Uh, I think the year, the, the first year we went, uh, it was who was was Paul McGann the big the big guest? Him and Rose's mom. Rose's mom, yes. Rose Tyler's mom, yes. Okay, I don't remember her name, but that doesn't seem like that big of a kid. Yeah, she was. She was. She was <laughs> she the was other the one. Big get. Well, see, there you go. It's it's it just keeps getting more and more important. The more, I mean, every year they, they go, they can probably get a bigger star. Maybe one year they'll actually get like a current doctor or something. Because well, didn't the year that we miss? Didn't they have? Was it wasn't Rose there? Billy Piper was there. Yeah, I want. I want to say she was. I you know that might be true. I could I could see that. Alex Alex Kingston was there. I know once. Mm-hmm. One year was that the year we missed? Probably, maybe yeah. that was the year. I don't. They've had they have they've had some some big people there, right? So a lot of a lot of fun. Um, we saw uh, the the actor who played Danny Pink. We saw uh, Colin Samuel, Baker, Samuel Anderson, Samuel Anderson. Yeah, he played Danny Pink uh, in the the last two seasons. Um, we saw Colin Baker, the sixth Doctor. We saw Peter Davison, the fifth Doctor. Um, Oh, Ian McNeese walked well, yep. right past us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he did. At first I saw... Okay, so he played um, in Matt Smith's Doctor. He played... Uh, Churchill. Winston Churchill in the in the episodes where he dealt with Winston Churchill. And as he's... And I know I've seen him in other things. He's he's a big British mm-hmm. actor and he's and I've seen him in stuff. But as he walked past us, he's got his... He's got a cane. He's kind of got... He's kind of... He was kind of like uh, layered up with clothes and he had a beanie on. So I was like... He's a little frumpy. He is a little frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 I like. I didn't recognize him because he was a little bit frumpy. That right. Day. And he, it, you know, he didn't have makeup on or anything. Yeah. So, but he's walking. I'm like, that, he looks familiar. I think that's someone. And Jason's. I think that's Churchill. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Um, oh, I and you know, and then just, so th- those are just the panels, but then. The floor, the floor is always always a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like, dealer's room, the dealer's room was great. Um, 
I you know, got to meet a lot of people, got to see a lot of cool cosplays. Uh, I took a picture with um, Paul, Paul Cornell, which is he he's written episodes of Doctor Who. He wrote he he's write he writes comic books for DC and Marvel. He currently has a uh, a podcast. He you know writes novels and stuff. He's a science fiction writer. I also got to take pictures with the penciler and inkler inker from the young DC's Young Justice comic book from back in the day. And oh man, <laughs> I could barely get words out when I was taking pictures with the two of them. And they were just they were it was so cool because they were so happy to take pictures with me. But I was so fanboying out on them, geeking out. It was just it was crazy and. Uh, and I got to take pictures with them, so that was cool. And they were there as as they were there as guests also because I think Paul Cornell asked them to be on his podcast that, that he was doing there live. But they were like Todd Todd Knock. Oh, I forgot to say their name. Todd Knock and and Larry Stucker were both uh, were the penciler and inker respectively. Todd Knock is a huge Doctor Who fan. He's even in the pictures. He's dressed. As the tenth doctor, he's <laughs> David Tennant's doctor. So it was pretty cool. It was it was a really good thing. Uh, Julian Glover was there. You mm-hmm. know, Julian Glover from uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Currently on Game of Thrones as the Grand Meister Purcell. Uh, Purcell, thank you. And uh, he, he's uh, and he was in Star Wars, I believe, as Boba Fett. Mm, no, no, I don't think he was Boba. I think they talked about Boba Fett. Okay, is that what it was? Am I yes. getting my my geek yes, cred all mixed yes, up there? Yes, yes, yes. I'll have to IMDb him. Okay, but you know, Julian Glover's is is a, a very cool actor, and he was there. And Nichelle Nichols, uh, Lieutenant Rohrer from the original Star Trek, the original series, um, uh, Michelle Gomez, who's cr- currently playing the mistress, the female master on the Doctor on Doctor Who's current run um i've seen another thing she was recently in the brink which i thought her role in that was hilarious totally a great role for her um and then they had a whole bunch of companions from back in the day like uh nicola bryant and uh julian something i forgot her name but it's okay there's it was just it was a lot of great people and a lot of great stories which is something you, you totally get to, you know, is what you, you're there to expect from that con. Because it's just uh, that that much fun and that, that uh, passionate, I guess, mm-hmm. is the people there that, that are really, really into it. What was, uh, what was like, some of the favorite things that you did, got to do? Um, I enjoyed the John Hurt panel. That was brilliant. Um, Samuel Anderson was pretty awesome, too. He was, he was really cool. Like... I get it that because he was talking about the whole time he was talking about how, uh, you know, when he was growing up, he wasn't. Um, oh, he was. Oh, so so just to clear it up, uh, Julian Glover was actually General Veers in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, not Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, but they did have he did have some some story about Boba Fett though. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, so um, Samuel Adam Anderson was talking about how he, even though he, I don't know, he's probably around the same age as us. Yeah, maybe a yes, little he, younger. No, he's the same age. Okay, eighty-two. He just didn't. He didn't have the experience with Doctor Who. Like he didn't grow. He didn't watch it growing <laughs> yeah, yeah. up, so he didn't understand that when he got the role that it was a really big thing for because it's still a big show or yes. it had had become a really big show again. So when he said that he had been friends with Jenna Coleman beforehand, uh, 
she said, "Oh, you know, it's I'm glad you got the role." And he goes, "Yeah, it's 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 good to have a role. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm acting." She says, "Oh, you don't understand. You're you're going to blow up now. <laughs> Things are going to happen now. <laughs> People are going to stop you in the streets." Cuz he thought he, and it also helped that he thought that he was only it was only going to be a one-time thing. He thought his character was going to be in one episode and that's about it. But then they ended up turning around on him and he was a reoccurring character for the whole season. Uh whether or not you agree what happened to his character in that season, you know, is, is another story. But I think for, uh, you know, a very young and upcoming actor, he did a great job yeah. against the likes of Capaldi, you mm-hmm. know, and other great actors that have done the, done the role or have, he's stepping into. I mean, he's very much, he even put it in himself, he's the companion's companion. Because he's, mm-hmm. he's he, Jenna Coleman is, is uh, or Clara is, is the doctor's companion and they need someone for Clara like how we had Rory and Amy and this is this was Clara and and, and uh Danny but unfortunately Danny didn't stick around. <laughs> wah, wah. <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a, another panel that I enjoyed. Um I loved seeing the cosplayers. That was they do an awesome job. He's so creative. Right? So creative. Like some of them you can you know that they they've they've thrown this the the dresses, like the dresses, are so inor- innate, ornate. That's yes. the word I'm looking for, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're. I mean, they look like straight out of that period. Like, yeah. It's incredible how how well these people how how well people do it. The the kids. There was these two kids <laughs> that were dressed as the Roboform uh, Santa Claus, right? Ro- Santa robots, right? They were amazing. They they scared me at first when I turned around and I saw these two little kids oh. just standing right next to each other <laughs> with their little trumpets. Well, I was yeah. like, "What the devil?" Yeah, those they were scary looking. <laughs> I know if uh, if GT had been there, he'd been freaked out because he already has a problem with little people in general, whether they're little people or children. So it was that little uh, dressed like that. It would have probably got to him. Um, but you know, looking at them cause they ended up, uh, liking their picture on, mm-hmm. on our Facebook or something like that. Uh, I got to look back at some of their other cosplays. They do a lot of crazy cosplays. Yes, they do. Two little twins or little kids that look the same or whatever. They're around the same age. Uh, you know, they had the, the Titan attack on Titan Titans. They had, uh, they had Weeping Angels, I think. The, the Weeping Angels. They were the, the Weeping Angels Angels the second day. The next day? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Those were I, good, too. Yeah. They were they were the Weeping Angel. The first day, they were the Roboform Santa Robots. The second day, they were the Weeping Angels. And the third day, they were... Oh, I forget what their name is. Um, from Doctor Who. The... Ner- the like... The nurses... Like kind of like a nurse outfit, the, but they're cats. The cat. Oh, oh, from the new, new, newer. Yes, yes, or new New York or whatever yes, it was called. That yeah. one. I forget what those are, but yeah, they were those. Wow, really? They yeah. were so pretty amazing. I'm gonna say mom is really good with makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, you're always gonna see a slew of doctors. You're gonna see, and and it's not just like you don't just see like. The new who you don't see nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You see actually the older ones too. You see a lot of the older ones too, and they they've they've gone all out and make and recreating these costumes. Like a lot of them, like especially for this year, I saw a lot of war doctors, 
and then um, Peter Davison. Right, a lot of and Peter Davison. I, of... I mean, I imagine it's probably because he was there. Yeah, but and then a lot of Colin Bakers too. A lot of Colin Bakers, and that that coat can't be easy to re- replicate, <laughs> right? Right. That I mean, that coat is is insane. And they all had, they were all like amazing too. Like you just have to like give them applause because all of them did an outstanding job. <laughs> they do, they do it, they do it well. They had, uh, I mean, then and then I love that because the first year I went, myself and uh, our friend Chris Miller, we went as uh, Doc Brown and and Marty McFly. So the Doctor Who convention doesn't just become just the Doctor Who convention. It's kind of a sci-fi convention, and a lot of other time travelers show up. Mm-hmm. So this year I saw uh, I saw Doc Brown, I saw a Rick and Morty, I saw Bill and Ted. You know, you see all. I mean, this year they didn't have Inspector Space Time, which I saw that he ended up having to cancel. Uh, uh, that, that Travis, Travis, uh, whatever his name is, Travis something, ended up having to cancel. But uh, yeah, that, that's I always think that's a great thing. You know, when you have the the cross genres or the uh, you know bringing in other people mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, we still got a lot of Amy, Amy's, Amy's yes. and Rory's, Amy Ponds. Um, there was a random Deadpool in there. Well, Deadpool just going <laughs> to yeah, show yeah. up everywhere yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for the last, uh, I want to say, probably six to seven years, Deadpool is just going to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then um, from the IT crowd. Oh, my goodness. Jen and Moss. I took a picture of them the last day because they ended up setting up their own little table. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. It's like, how did they do that? Because they were just walking around the day before as cosplayers. Yeah, they had the, they set up their own like little, like, booth over there in the dealer's room and like they had like a little like um what you call it? a little thing that said like ask moss anything or something like yeah, that yeah exactly and they had little <laughs> they had little uh uh prints that yes. they had drawn or whatever and were, <laughs> were trying to sell they but, were they were amazing because even jen had the the internet the internet box <laughs> Yeah, I ended up taking a picture of them the the last day, and I was and I said, "Hey, can, you know, can I get a picture of you?" And they were like, "Sure." And they turned it from their their little sign said "work time" to "party, party time." time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, so great! Uh, it was such a good time. Um, uh, you know, then we also ended up going to, uh, or we had the the hospitality suite, which is always good. We had uh, now we went we ended up. We never really take advantage of of watching the other uh, like episodes. There's there's rooms that they they have video yeah. rooms and they watch the well, episodes. Well, my first year, that's what I mainly did was watch episodes. Okay, just because like I wasn't because a lot of it that year like there was a lot of like the older Doctor Who stuff going on, and I was still wasn't really familiar too because I was still kind of brand new to Doctor Who then, mm-hmm. and so I do I would just go into one of those rooms and watch episodes. Of Doctor Who, that's that's what I did. And how, did, how 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 was the environment in those rooms? I haven't yet to go and go into one. Well, back then, this was what like three four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. Like it was just me and a few other people who just sit there watch watch the show. Uh huh. So I mean, it wasn't a big thing because they're not really huge rooms or anything. No, no. They're pretty small viewing rooms, but you just go in there and you just watch it as if you're in like a little movie theater. Okay. So then... I mean, and then afterwards they just. Put on another one. <laughs> well, see, I mean, that, and that's that's a cool thing that if that's something that you want to do, you wanted to, you know, uh, take a take take a moment out of the day just to watch some some episodes, some old episode, and 
or you know just take a breather it's probably a cool thing to do yeah just sit back and relax um we ended up going into one panel it was the last half of it but i thought it was an interesting topic because i have i've noticed this too and especially after going to uh gallifrey for the first time uh was when um it was the why or it was coming out of the tardis and it was the title of the 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 panel and it was why does the why does doctor who appeal appeal to the lgbtq community oh yeah and uh and yeah, i i noticed that i mean i i, I would to personally i would have, have to say that i i would think that would it would it would speak to that group so much because the doctor himself considers himself an outsider an outsider of everything since his 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 race of people have died but then he also he only observes uh what the humans are doing or the people of earth or whatever like that so it's very much a uh you know people identify as being outside of the, the of their mm-hmm. community there's their social community so i i would think that's why but it was very interesting to that you know even though the show seemed very progressive in that that order or in that way to me that you know they still had gri- grievances with uh, the way things are portrayed mm-hmm. which is I mean I I have nothing to to base it off of but I I understand I can understand that mm-hmm. how did you feel about uh, about that panel in general we didn't get to see a lot of it but well I mean it was. It was okay. I mean, I just... I, I kind of agree with you. That's kind of like my point of view, too. Being a gay and uh, watching Doctor Who and stuff like that. It it just appeals to me because, you know, he is an outsider. And, like... Yeah, I mean, it's... I really don't... It It appeals to me in that way. But, I mean, I just don't... I don't know. I don't, I got nothing. Okay, that's <laughs> I got fine. nothing. No, I mean that's. I mean that that's that's how I feel. I mean he's he's an outsider. He appeals to to everyone. I think, and I mean it's just from the very beginning of like the newer um, class of Doctor Who, from what I can see, it, like it was very gay friendly. I mean him and his interaction with Doctor. Captain Jack Harkness. Right, right. And everything like that. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, for me, it was very, it, it gave me a sense of, like, comfort knowing that the doctor was accepting, accepting of everyone. And, you know, see, like, I, I, I can already see that the Doctor Who in, is already a science, a sci fi show, sci fi fantasy show. So, nerds or geeks or whoever, are going to flock to this show because of that one aspect. And then they are going to identify with him because they already feel like they're outsiders mm-hmm. or outcasts of their groups uh, or of, of their surroundings or whatever. But then you have this another subculture of, of people and I'm not demeaning them by saying subculture. I'm just categorizing another subculture of people that feel that, you know, that it, it speaks to them even more because of certain things in their lives. And I just, I I think that's that's cool, but it's also like I like to also just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so it was it was interesting to hear what they had to say uh, as a panel, I guess. And you know, people were up there. You know, it seemed like the people in the crowd because they were doing a lot of Q and As or 
Like, I mean, it's not it's not like anybody on the panel was anybody official from the show or anything like that. But it was it was just a, a community of people that wanted to talk about ideas and and how they felt about the show towards their certain uh, perceptions or their certain way of watching the show. And that's one thing that's great about Gallifrey One is that there's there's so many different panels that relate to different subjects and aspects of like like fanboyism and stuff like that um, that appeals to everyone like whether you're uh, LGBT or straight or whatever or you know if you just want to go there just to learn about like um, costuming and cosplay or like well you know it was also that it was incredible that they had uh, they talked about how they had NASA people there, there this year yeah you know I mean that's to the point that you know science fiction the way the where we are now in time and 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 science and technologies that science fiction and science actually encroaches in on science fiction like <laughs> they've come so close that science fiction has to go so much further into into the future to to be like we need something that's so outlandish that the it, science isn't going to come up with it for a while but you know things are merging now yeah it's it's pretty incredible because they were talking like uh, samuel anderson said that he talked to a lady who was working for the mars project mars rover project and she was gonna let him drive the rover on mars the mars rover <laughs> that's amazing he's an actor who was on a tv show and she is such a big fan that she was gonna let him drive the mars rover I wish I was that cool. Let's just hope that he doesn't get it stuck like on Big Bang <laughs> like Theory. The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> uh, you know, and that, I mean, NASA being there just you know brings more cred to it. To especially the the science side of science fiction. You know, there are a lot of geeks and nerds and you know people who who feel like they they aren't valid for liking something that's like this, but then. When you find out that it actually has a foothold in reality, in things that are happening, it I, 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 it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not expecting the TARDIS to show up anytime <laughs> soon, but how far off is it really? It, it should it should be here soon. I hope. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> uh, anything else that was, that was uh, particular great for you this weekend? Um, let's see, let's see, there was drinking, there was cosplay, oh, oh, one thing I do want to mention, I didn't mention it last week, because I just totally forgot, and I don't know why I did not mention it, but, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, listen, cosplay is not consent. It's not consent. This is true. Cosplay is not consent. I am not laughing at the idea of it. I am laughing because the fact that it needs to be stated. (laughs) And at certain conventions, the signs are so bold and they're so in front of your face that, that... I mean, it's like it's like the 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 it's like the warning signs on uh, shampoo that say do not ingest. It's like there's people that have ingested it. That's why these signs are there. So there's there's there, there's the, the the people that take cosplayers and and their uh, their friendliness too far. That there has to be signs that say cosplay is not consent. So yes. we're specifically talking about Phoenix Comic Con, right? Gallifrey, see, like. I think uh, the Phoenix uh, Comic Con is the only one that I've ever seen that so heavily promoted. Heavily promoted. There you go. That, I think that's the one that you, the words you have to put in there. I mean, we haven't gone to too many else around the country. 
that's true. I mean, but San Diego Comic Con is the biggest one. I've don't never see seen. It. I've never seen it at San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. It is around. There are some places where, you, where next they time show up. me. I next will. time show me. I will show it to you next time. I've never seen it after at this San Diego past Comic-Con. year where they had the the girl ended up, or was it this past year or two years ago? There was the one girl that ended up like like uh, knocked out in near a pool near one of the. The hotels or something like that. Know. So I think it might become more of a a thing. If anything, that's because of the partying and the drinking. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Because uh, there is a lot of partying going on in San yes, Diego Comic Con. Yes, there is. But I mean, I've never, I've never really seen it like at the San Diego Comic Con. Gallifrey didn't really see a mention no, of it no. at Gallifrey when we went to WonderCon that one year. Never saw it. No. Phoenix Comic Con is just like they might as well put. Like, like Batman signs saying cosplay is not consent. It should, I'm um, pretty sure it just says "Welcome to Phoenix Comic Con." Cosplay is not, not consent. It's right there on the banner. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it is. It was that year when they we first started seeing that like so boldly in your face. We just we cracked up every time we right. saw it. It was so so blatant. But just knowing me, everyone, I, I like to say that. Cosplay is not consent. That's right. That's, <laughs> it's, it's the phrase that pays. Uh, <laughs> um, in terms of other things at Gallifrey, um, let's see. There's karaoke, which we really didn't get to sing at this year. Um, no. Maybe next year. Um, let's see. Oh, one thing that... I wish we would have, like, instead of going back to the hotel, is at least checked into the the party that they had, the dance that they usually have the, after after the masquerade. Right, I forget what it's called. It's called uh, Party Like a Time Lord? Uh, the, I think... Or is I don't that know if the that, one in Phoenix? No, I think that was... Might be this one. Okay. But yes, yeah, yes. usually there is a big party, disco rave kind of thing going on. After the masquerade, and yeah, we didn't check into it this year. Yeah, no, because we were we were a little drunk and <laughs> heavily drunk, he- heavily drunk, <laughs> heavily drunk, uh, but heavily drunk uh, to the point where Mitch wanted to go up these deep, deep like stairs. <laughs> be being you know the way we are, <laughs> instead of going up the escalator, the escalator <laughs> a nice convenient escalator up. Up to the top. No, he wanted to go up these huge, deep stairs just to to try to make a shortcut. <laughs> well, seeing as how I'm already drunk, I'm not going to feel my legs anyways. <laughs> Figured might as well try and take the stairs then. But better, cooler minds were prevailed, you know. And mine, but, my mind. There you go. Jason's my mind. mind. Logic. <laughs> uh, however, we didn't spend all of our time. Uh, at Gallifrey this weekend, we did make sure to do one important thing. Yes, yes. And that was have a horrible dinner at Dave and Buster's. No, that wasn't what I was going to get at. <laughs> However, if you ever do find yourself in the Westchester area of, of Los Angeles. Or promenade. In the promenade at Howard Hughes Center. Do not go to the David Buster's there. Uh, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> they have the worst rating on Yelp, which we didn't know about until after our, we got there. Our bad. <laughs> after, but, after we were waiting, after we were already waiting an hour and a half to get a get a table. Uh, just a table. Yeah. They, they actually, they never texted me. They never, 
So we get to we get there. You know, there's like maybe a few people standing in front of us. We get to the front of the line. We say, "Oh, we'd like a table for two. They're like, "Okay, it's gonna be an hour and a half." It's like, uh, all right. Well, we figured it was it's it's Valentine's Day. Probably everywhere else is gonna be pretty busy, just like that. So we put our name down and you know, this, for two ta- two people, and they're like, "Okay, it's gonna be an hour and a half. We'll text you when your table is ready." So we it's Dave and Buster's. What else are you gonna do? We go play video games. Play video games. So we went to go play video games in the arcade. About an hour and a half later, still hadn't got a text. So we're like, well, let's go find out what's going on. We go to the front. We go back to the front, get in line, get to the front. Well, first, of the three hostesses that were there first time, none of them are there. None of them are there. So probably about 20 minutes later, someone finally comes up to the front of the front of the, the to the front desk. And we're like, uh, you know, how many more people or how much longer is it away for us? We, we put it in about an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. She's like, oh, let me check. What's your name? I told the name. And then it's like, oh, uh, there's still 12 people in front of you. 12 people? There was what about the... 12 people in front of us when we first put our <laughs> name down. So that was going to be another hour and a half. So at this point, the the NBA All-Star game was already was, had finally ended. So the bar had cleared out a little bit. So we were like, well, the bar has open seating. We went and sat there. None of the tables had been bussed. None there, of them. No one was like the 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 wait staff was just running around like they're crazy uh, because they just had obviously so many tables to take care of and no one there to to help them. So we just found a table. We kind of busted ourselves and sat down and and we waited until one of the wait staff finally came over and was like, "Hey, uh, uh, have you gotten your drinks yet? <laughs> we haven't ordered anything yet." No. Uh, at this point, we got drinks. We got food. That's probably about another hour and a half later, two hours. And I asked him, I asked Jason, have you gotten a text yet about that table? No. Nope. <laughs> Still nope. haven't gotten a text. Because they had, they had no idea that we'd, we'd gone and sat down. No. So, uh, yeah, that is, the, the place was was not good. It was uh, very dirty. Very, we, nobody really came and officially bust our table. No, no. <laughs> so we just had to kind of push everything off to the side. And when, whenever our waiter would come back and he had a second, he would take a plate or two. He would take a plate or, two or a cup or something that was already there from the previous people. The bathrooms were horrendous. I ended up having to go to the bathroom at one point. Uh, you know, it was just a very bad experience. So, don't go to that Dave and Buster's. Don't go to that Dave and Buster's. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, after that five-hour debacle. um, What I was actually trying to get to (laughs) is that we went and saw Deadpool. Deadpool! We went and saw Deadpool on Thursday night uh, at at the Promenade. Yeah, at the Promenade. The Cinemark. The Cinemark at the Promenade. And they have what's called an XD theater. Now, it's not quite IMAX, but it is bigger than a normal theater. And, uh... Not the most comfortable seating. No, it was. I mean, the 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 seats were nice. There just wasn't any leg room yeah, at all. At all. You, at all. Literally, were the, my knees were in my chest. It was it was so cramped. I think that's what made it made it like less comfortable was the fact that there was no leg room at all. No. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the seats were nice. Yeah, they were comfortable. They were comfortable seats. It's just that there's no leg room. And, and this, this is the kind of theater that you, when you buy your tickets. You're supposed to buy them online, and you're supposed to reserve your seats. So you pick whatever seats you want, which I picked the seats that, in a normal theater, I would have liked. But in this one, since the way that they have to sit, use, do the stadium seating, it's a little bit more uh, 
angled, more angular, and there's not a lot of leg room, so it, it was uh, it wasn't as comfortable as I would <laughs> preferred. However, normally how what happens in a movie, I would uh, I, I would start to my legs would start to really hurt, or at least I would start to no- notice them. But the movie was so good that I didn't. I didn't really notice it. I, I enjoyed Deadpool thoroughly. It was it was pretty fantastic. So I can't wait to go see it in a more comfortable <laughs> setting. <laughs> right? But I, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I, I am so glad that it took, um, you know, Ryan Reynolds, how long he's been saying he's been trying to get this movie made. I think it's like 12 years now yeah. uh, to, get, to get it made because I, I really felt like everybody that was – in the movie really had a passion for making this movie or at least getting it up and getting it right and and though it's not a perfect movie and though it doesn't it doesn't follow the comic book exactly that's then that's only going to affect the people who read the comic book exactly <laughs> i i've never read that comic book i freaking loved it <laughs> exactly so <laughs> and and it's it's breaking all kinds of r-rated movie box office records right now this, yeah, this right. past weekend 135 million in just america 230 yeah. million i believe worldwide it's fantastic so an r-rated movie is is incredible so you know they're going to be definitely going to make more movies and hopefully they're all just as good yeah, he he really redeemed himself. Since. He really, really redeemed <laughs> the, himself. The Green like, Lantern. I, I felt so bad because I, I personally, I like the character of Green Lantern. And I really like Ryan Reynolds as an actor. Me too. So I thought this, you know, the idea of the two of them getting put together in the same movie might be a good idea. That movie was terrible. Yeah. It was so bad. And I just felt bad for Ryan Reynolds because, like, after that was, like, he had R.I.P.D., and that just tanked, and he really just kind of fell off the map at that yeah. point. Like there, he wasn't in any movies. Then he started coming back with little indie movies like uh, uh, The Captive and The Voices. The Voices is incredible. If you have ever get a chance, you should check that movie out if you haven't already. Uh, the, I, I really thought that, because it was funny, the other night he was on Jimmy Fallon, Ryan Reynolds was. And uh, the other guest that was on was Katie Holmes. And right around the time that Ryan Reynolds did The Voices, Katie Holmes did a movie called Miss Meadows. And both movies are two characters that are trying to uh, live their lives normally as normal people, but they have severe bipolar disorder. And I was just thinking, the two characters in those two movies should definitely get together (laughs) and share a life because it would be hilarious. But, uh, you know, he really tried to work his way back up to getting Deadpool made and, and doing it right and... He's done Boy, it. <laughs> did he do it right? He's done it. He's back in the front. He's back in the spotlight. I mean, he's got he's got Deadpool commercials everywhere. He's got what Hyundai commercials that came out during the Super Bowl, and you know, it's just, I, I'm happy for him. Me too. Me too. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> the movie was just all kinds of great. So, if you haven't gone out and watched it. You should definitely go out and do that. And remember that we still have a contest going on at Geek Elite Radio for Deadpool that you should uh, go and watch the movie with with whatever, whatever friends you're with or by yourself. Take a selfie in the movie theater. Have, you know, put post it on your uh, post it on your um, social media or post it on our on our Facebook page. Hashtag it Geek Elite Deadpool and uh, make sure you either put. Last week's Hey Mitch, a link to last week's week's Hey Mitch episode on there, or a link to this week's Hey Mitch episode on your Facebook, and you could win a copy of 
uh, what X-Men, was it? X Men First Class. X Men First Class Blu-ray. on Blu-ray, and def- you know what? You might get some of the uh, the Doctor Who stuff that we have left over from this this trip. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my ba- my shyness kicked in, and I really wasn't on the ball with this Doctor Who like <laughs> convention. Gallifrey One, and we still have a lot of m- merchandise that I purchased. That we're going to be giving away. So so keep your uh, ears up and your eyes open for some more contests, courtesy of Jason, our head of marketing and promotions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, definitely uh, uh, participate because we would love to give you this stuff. It's just sitting here for us anyways. Exactly. So it's pretty simple. Pretty simple stuff to do to win a prize. V- pretty simple stuff. I-, I thought it was pretty simple. So... Jason, is there anything else you wanted to say about Gallifrey One? Um, it was amazing, and I'll see you next year. Amazing, hopefully, time. Well, hopefully, hopefully, if I get tickets. <laughs> oh, I th- you know, you're right. We can't say that we're going to be. It's getting harder and harder to get tickets for this one now. Yeah, and uh, they they sell out pretty quick. But you know, hopefully, we'll get tickets, and it is definitely a great time. So if you get a chance, you should try and go. If you love Doctor Who, you should definitely go. Um, and you know, if you see us there, then. We'll make we'll make we'll make a thing of it. Yep. <laughs> so I hope that a lot of the the people that we made friends with this year, or the people that you know got to find out what Geekly Radio is this year at Galfrey, are listening and are uh, you know now joining our uh, podcast family, our Geek Geekly Radio fa- community, and uh, finding out that we are here as a community of love. We yep. definitely want everybody here to enjoy themselves and. Not feel judged for what it is they geek out about. Yes, a judgment-free zone. Judgment-free zone. Judge- that was that was definitely the phrase of the weekend. Judge- judgment-free zone. Don't judge me, Mitch. Judgment-free zone. Judging, just remember, it's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Free zone. Uh, uh, Jason, would you like to give out your Twitter handle? Uh, JJ want milkshake. JJ want milkshake. Milkshake on Twitter. I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Which is, uh, is, is, if those who don't know, that's a reference to Azrael from the Batman comic books, who is now going to be showing up in Gotham, which is so cool. I mean, right? I, I saw just, that picture of him. I, I, the costume looks yeah, amazing. Right? I just had to, I had to say that so people who don't know, they should know. Uh, but we're also at Geek Elite Radio on Facebook. Or no, on Twitter, Geek Elite Radio on Facebook. And we now have an Instagram for Geek Elite Radio, yep. which is Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. So definitely go and give that a follow. We posting a lot of our pictures from the convention this weekend and uh we'd love to to have you follow us if we follow you uh other than that check out geeklyradio.com is our website and uh see us here again next week all righty all right bye bye everyone so, until next time this has been hey mitch on the geekly radio network saying geek out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program